All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cast Conversations. As always, I'm joined with the filibuster Phil. Oh, I you... looked that one up before we started. Oh, did you? <laughs> you had that one prepared. A name. That one is ready. All right, welcome, everyone. And we are glad to be joined today by the third Emily we've had on Number our three. podcast, actually. Welcome. Congratulations. <laughs> it's very, very <laughs> interesting that, that that's the most common Named. So, so Phil, how do we know Emily? So Emily is actually Cam's girlfriend. Yeah, I remember Cam from. Yeah. Uh, what was that? <laughs> this would be two episodes ago now, when this one comes out. One episode I don't ago. Know. I don't, I don't two, know. something like that. <laughs> they all mesh together at, at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hey, we're happy to have you on. We're excited about this episode. We really enjoyed talking to Cam. So uh, yeah. this will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So just jumping right into things. Um, I guess I forgot to mention that Emily was a Tomorrowland Speedway and Space Mountain cast member, as long as along with partially DAC parking cast member. Yeah. So have get, a wild time. <laughs> Isn't that oh what you say? Have oh yeah, always have a wild time. <laughs> so getting right into it, uh, a lot of people when applying want attractions at Magic Kingdom. It's a highly sought after role. True. Did you kind of hint in your interview that that's something you wanted, or did you just happen to be a lucky duck and get that? Honestly, I didn't. I really wasn't expecting attractions. Um, I have a lot of, like, previous um, experience in merchandise, and so I kind of, like, emphasized a lot that, like, I've worked merchandise, like, I mm. loved a lot, all of this stuff, and then when I got accepted, I got attractions, and I was like, okay, I don't really know what attractions entails but like we'll see how it goes and then when i found out i was magic kingdom i was like dang like really wasn't expecting magic kingdom but <laughs> it was an awesome experience so is magic kingdom your first choice or was that um you're kind of like oh it's magic kingdom well as we know cam it's cam's least favorite yeah, so. yeah as, as it's mine it was my first choice um just because like i really felt like the disney magic was there like working in like the parks like i would like be staying outside like at work just like looking at the castle like watching the fireworks but i will say like the one downside to working in magic kingdom is like i had to leave an hour before work and it took me almost like 45 minutes to get to work and then the hours were just always all over the place because of special events and buyouts and all of that kind of stuff so like the hours were always like very inconsistent i figured that would be kind of a pain just because um yeah you got it First, you got to get in like back behind Magic Kingdom, and then, then you have to rely on a bus to drive you. Yeah, the West Clock bus into yeah. the park. So, exactly. I, Cam Cam was saying that was the reason he didn't like the Magic Kingdom was because because of how long it took to get into it. Yeah, so. it takes actually forever. So it just even took longer getting to work because you had to park your car. Like, and if it was a busy day, like there were a ton of people at work, then like you parked all the way in the back, and then waiting for the bus and then getting off the bus and like walking to work like you literally had to give yourself an hour to an hour and a half to get to work which was yep. painful sometimes mm -hmm. well and sometimes you couldn't even find a spot at that magic kingdom uh parking lot yeah i mean on like because i worked there from june to may so i was there for the holidays and especially when like the parks got really busy it the parking was awful because every single cast member was basically working all day every day because of how busy it was yeah, that I can't even imagine what it'd be like during the holiday season like that. Oh, it was it was a time. It was really an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, so I guess kind of uh, going into your CP life, uh, which housing complex did you stay in, and uh, was it your first choice? 
So I started out in the commons, um, which was my first choice, but we had requested for four girls and we, and we linked up with four. Um, but then we got with, we were ended up with five. So I was in a bunk bed um, for the first six months of my program. And the bunk bed wasn't awful. I really wasn't wanting a bunk bed, but we did have the wash and dryer in our actual apartments. So, like it was so nice just like getting to leave my laundry in there. Like if I had to go to work or like and not paying for it. Um, but then once I extended my college program, I moved into Vista, which I honestly just, I loved it so much more than the commons. Yeah. I, I lived in Vista way and I was a big fan. Phil, Phil's not, we just talked about that on another episode, <laughs> yeah. but really? uh, I, was, I was a Patterson court person. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, now going into, uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, um, we know you're from Florida, but did it ever get even more hot on the pavement there? Cause I know it had to be ridiculously hot for you. Oh, it was awful. I started my college program in June. So like, you know, right in the middle of summer and it was, it was rough. I mean, the gas fumes like made it 10 times worse, I think too, just because of like the smell of them and like you're just surrounded by it. So it makes it even hotter too. And then just being on like the black top pavement, it was rough. I mean, I had some, you know, great tan lines and (laughs) I had a watch tan, but in the end, like I really, as a CP, like I didn't work a lot in the mornings. So it was kind of nice working at night a lot because I didn't really deal with the heat for that long. Yes. Yeah. Um, So did you ever do that thing where the, the cast members will drive uh, the cars, like you know, you know how they they get like, the chance to like the you like, explain it. Yeah, like uh, put your foot on like there's a pedal outside of the car. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never we like learned in training how to do that because there's like certain circumstances that you like can't like get into the car like if someone's in there to like like ride on the outside pedal. I never had to do it because I was too scared to do it. Like I knew I wouldn't be able to, but it happened a lot where people would have to. Okay, yeah, that does make sense. Um, so, h- how fast do the cars actually go? Good question. I've always wondered this. Um, I honestly don't know the number. Like, they don't tell us how fast they go, but I don't. I mean, they go, obviously they go pretty slow, but there are certain cars that like go a lot faster than others, and we're always like confused as to why it goes so much faster. Um, but I don't know the exact number. They just they're slow. Um, so, uh, within Tomorrowland Speedway, what are all the positions that you could have, uh, working there? So there's first, you would start out at bridge, which is like, there's an umbrella in the middle of the track and you kind of just like stand there and watch the track and make sure that like no one's getting out of their car or like cars sometimes jump the track and like go to another track. So you're just like making sure that like there's no cars jumping track or whatever. Um, and then you like, then you would move to like going onto the actual track and that's just kind of like you have to spiel to people and let them know like how to operate the cars i mean there were a lot of guests that didn't know how to operate the cars and like they're adults and i'm like okay it's not like an actual car like you're gonna be okay Um, and then you would go to like grouper and ask how many people in um in their party and like if they want to ride together or separate and then you would go to the front and do fast passing greeter and just kind of help out at the front of the attraction okay yeah, that does make sense. Um, so how often would the cars come off the track? Like jump the track? Yeah. Um, it depended. It happened a lot on my college program, surprisingly. Um, sometimes there were certain, there's like guide wheels in the cars. 
mm-hmm. to help them stay on the track. And sometimes like a guide wheel would break and it would just jump the track. That happened to me probably like four or five times. And then sometimes there were just not the best cast members that would forget to put the tracks up sometimes. And then we would have cars jump track because the tracks were down. So, oh, but- so those go up and down? Yeah. There's um two, like, there's two sections at Speedway where you can lower and uh, you can raise and lower the tracks to, like, get at night to get the cars off of the track and, like, put them in storage and then in the morning to, like, put the cars on the track. Um, and a lot of times when, like, we would take broken cars off of the track and, like, things were super busy, cast members would, like, take the car off the track and put it into, like, maintenance but then would forget to, like, run back and raise the track. And then we would, like, send guests to go drive and they would just not be able to get on the track and then they would either be in the bushes or, like, on this other track. It happened a lot more than you would think it would, honestly. That's crazy. Yeah, that is like really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so were there any like weird or funny things that guests did on the ride that you were like, why are you doing that? <laughs> um, yeah, surprisingly, this lady actually, her daughter was in front of her and I guess she couldn't reach the pedal all the way. So and her daughter was like struggling. So instead of just kind of like pushing her daughter's car to like all the way around the track, she decided to get out of the car um, in the middle of the track and run to her daughter's car, but she didn't realize how close the tracks were. And so there was another kid driving a track on like this one, that, the one next to her, and he wasn't paying attention and actually hit her with the car. So she got hit by the car, and then we had to call um, the ambulance, and yeah, because oh someone stepped out of their car. That's insane that is wild it happened Um, that's not like the only time it happened like it happened more than once really oh yeah because people just don't think they're like oh these are just like bumper cars like they don't go very fast like i'm not gonna get hit by a car and they don't realize like no like these are actual like they're still cars like you can get hit by them and like hurt by them so it happened a lot (laughs) yeah it's a a real life it's a real car like it will hurt you yeah i mean Um, wear steel toe boots at work so like because I feel like, like run over multiple times, and so like people just don't think like I'm wearing steel toe boots because my foot's gonna get run over. So like you're in flip flops, like obviously like they're like you should not be on out on the track. Right. Yeah. So really quickly, we're gonna throw it to a break. Um, you'll get to hear the beautiful ad reads, and um, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, make sure you check out all those wonderful products. Um, and I know you loved hearing Phil talk, so um. Just go back. Maybe, maybe rewind five minutes. You can just hear him, hear him just say listen it again. Listen to those ads again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we'll jump right back in. Phil, do you want to ask the first question? Yeah. So we're going to move right along to Space Mountain, one of Emily's other locations. And so obviously this is one of the more popular rides. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it exciting or did it get a little hectic sometimes to work at Space Mountain? It was really exciting. I unfortunately got trained there right around the holidays um I got trained about two weeks before Christmas so it was really busy because I honestly all wasn't used to working an attraction that like had a ton of people come to it like Speedway would get like you know a 45 minute wait time but um around the holidays we got up to like a 200 minute wait time and so that was like stressful dealing with like all of those people and like guests to get a lot more angry at Space Mountain rather than the Tomorrowland Speedway so it was just kind of a 360 of like the difference between speedway and space 
of like how different those attractions are. But I loved every second of it. Yeah, I'm sure. I, it, I would be excited to be able to work for at, sure. a, at an attraction like that. So yeah. um, we're going we're gonna to settle an argument here on Cast Conversations. Mm. Uh, but that am- amongst a lot of people, a lot of fans. So, on Space Mountain, are there are the sides different or are they the same? So they are exactly the same. Um, they're just mirror images of each other. So, I mean, everyone has like a favorite side. I mean, I have a favorite side, but I know that they're the exact same. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. people are like committed to that argument. I mean, they, I don't think that, I've realized I've been on it so many times, it's not necessarily like the side that you ride on, it's more of the seat that you sit in. Yeah, the, oh, the yes, front row yeah. seat is the best in my opinion. Mm, yeah. I'm going to have to disagree. You're going to have to be wrong. The, yeah, I like the front, but I also think the back is the best. Like the sixth seat is the best. So for me, I like the front of the second car. So like how there's two cars of okay, three. Okay, yeah. So I like the front of the second car because I got the leg room. And then I also can't see what's coming because even if you're in the very front, you can kind of see the track. And like, I like to know, I like to not know what's coming. I like don't see the people. I I like not seeing the people's heads though. Oh, okay. That's also true. Yeah. I like the six seat the best. Like I just like to be in the back because you get like just whipped around like every (laughs) turn and all of that. So have you been on with with the lights on? I surprisingly haven't. Every time that people rode it with the lights on, I was never at work for some reason. But, I mean, I've seen that place with the lights on so many times that, like, riding it with the lights on wouldn't have been very different for me, honestly. Uh-huh. So, like you explained for the previous, for Speedway. Test, test track, yeah. or, uh, Speedway, don't, Speedway, don't insult <laughs> Speedway. Like, uh, what, were, what are all the positions that you can have for Space Mountain? So it's pretty similar to Speedway. Um, it's just the difference is, is that you first start out with like checking everyone's lap bar. So you would do that. Like you literally stand there for 45 minutes and just check everyone's lap bar. And then you would send the rocket out into the ride. And then this was very different from Speedway where you would go and sit in a tower and you would just watch all of the cameras and see, make sure that everyone was safe inside the ride. And there was also like if there were any like maintenance or like technical problems, like you were the person like dealt with all of that. So there was at least two people in the tower, um, one for one side and one for the other side, just kind of monitoring everything. And then my least favorite position ever was you would literally just stand there and wave people in. They would get inside the rocket and then you would just send the rocket. And then you would just do the Mm -hmm. same thing over and over again for 45 (laughs) minutes. Um, And then you would go to grouper and you would just kind of like, group the people and put them wherever they needed to go and then you would go down to unload and just do the same thing you would just watch the guests get off the ride some would be puking some would be happy some would be <laughs> puking. You, know, you always got all the emotions um and then you would just send the rocket back upstairs <laughs> so one of uh one of the questions i just thought of was um you said you said the position where you check the lap bars and send them off yeah. What are all the what are all the buttons that uh, are on the like control panel thing? Yeah. Oh, there. So there's the phone on the left hand side, and there's multiple buttons on the phone, so you can call load, which is where you would close the gates and just send the rocket to where you check the lap bars, and then you could call tower, where like the person is checking um, like the monitors and stuff, and then you could call downstairs, 
So that was like the most we really used the buttons for. And then the other one that I would uh, like always use at where I would take the lap bars is literally just like the green flashing button. Like it looks scary when you look at the consoles because like there's so many buttons. But in reality, like half of them are the maintenance buttons that like we're not allowed to touch. Like there's only probably like two buttons that we actually touch and like press. Okay. So I've heard that from um, attractions, they were like, they were joking around. I think it was an attractions cast member. Is that you have to be able to count to ten, and then you can work in attractions. Do yeah. you know what what are they referring to when they say that? Count to ten. I mean, I don't know. I had to be able. I mean, working attractions requires a lot of math, like especially a grouper with having to like group people. But I don't know about counting to ten. Mine was always six because that's how many seats were in a rocket. Oh, that's probably what no. they meant. Uh, the person I talked to is probably um, in like a 10 cart ride or something. Yeah, that would make sense. Because like mine was six. And so I would have to figure out six people because it was only one person per seat too. So kind of figuring out like how many people in each party and like they always wanted to ride together and all of that. So of I guess course. it depends on like the attraction you work and how many people. So mine was six and I guess theirs was 10. Um, I get, This is kind of off topic, but I don't know why I just thought of this. Um, how often did kids come to ride the ride and their parents would try to stretch their height to uh, get them on the ride? Oh, all the time. And I first, when I started working in Disney, I was like this shy little person that like didn't like to stick up for myself. And like, I would just kind of like stand there and like start crying in front of the guests. But (laughs) now and like, I held my ground. I was like, I can see you like pulling your kids shoulders up right now like they're on their tv toes like your child is not getting on the ride right now like i'm so sorry and they'd be like okay well i want to speak to a manager and i'm like okay so i'd call my coordinator and they'd be like yeah no like they're not getting on the ride and i'm like sorry y'all like your kid's not tall enough like it happened all of the time i love when the coordinators are there to back you up it makes life so much easier oh they know and like parents would always fight me because there are two sides to the ride like this dad one time was like oh, well, we just rode the other side and the girl didn't even measure him. And I said, okay, well, he wasn't supposed to get on the ride then because he is nowhere tall enough. And so as I was saying that, the dad made, like, told his little kid to go underneath the um, metal bars and run to the other side to ride the other side. And when I kicked the dad out, he was just going to walk to their side. And so I called, like, my coordinator and I was like, hey, just let you know, like, there's a little kid coming to the other side. Like, he's not tall enough. Like, do not let him on the ride. (laughs) Like, he will <laughs> fall out of the rocket if you let him oh, on it now. That's so annoying. Those parents are like that. Oh, it happened all the time. I mean, you got, like, the understanding ones that were like, oh, thank you for checking my kid's height because, like, it's all about safety and, like, you don't – like, I would never want to put my kid on the ride if he wasn't tall enough. And there's the other parents that, like, fight me until, like, I literally am, like, telling them no. Like, I'm just ignoring them at that point. Like, I'm not letting your child on the ride. Like, I'm so sorry. But, like, he's not tall enough. <laughs> yeah, you got to follow the – First key, safety. Safety. So, how often did Space Mountain actually go down? Um, you know, for me, it was about once or twice a day. <laughs> it went down a lot. It goes down all the time. All the time. So, what's the protocol for when it goes down, or how long does it take to get back up? Um, you know, that's a great question because I never really know either um whenever we do go down like there's always different reasons why we go down but the ride is so old that typically if we go down and we have to go and like evacuate people out of the ride 
It takes typically around 45 minutes to an hour to get the people out of the ride, depending on if we need to get, like, the fire department to come or not, just because there's, like... Oh, dang. The fire department, and it's not because of, like, medical reasons. It's more of, like, there's a certain index where a rocket has to be, and if that rocket isn't in the index, then we can't get them out. Like, the fire department has, like, certain protocol to, like, get them out of the rocket. Uh-huh. So we had to call the fire department a lot just because of, like, the, how the ride stopped really depended on it. But so that would typically take, like, an hour to two hours. But it happened a lot where we would get people out of the ride, go and reset the ride, and then we would go and, like, start, you know, cycling rockets about to let people in, and then the ride would just stop again. And so that is really Just because the ride is so old that, like, there were so many problems. Like we would fix one problem. We have maintenance go out, fix the problem. And then like, they'd be like, okay, like y'all are clear to go. And then we would start the ride back up. And then like another problem would occur. So it just like was a repetitive thing all the time. So with the problems, how often would there be a um, like loose article um, that's like dropped in the ride that a guest wants you to retrieve? That surprisingly didn't happen as much. We, that's good. Hmm. we were like, when I was training, at least they like, seriously stressed upon us like when we're checking people's lap bars like make sure that like their bags and like backpacks are secured or like everything like inside like that they have is like secure so like we can prevent the problem it happened a couple times where like someone's bag would fall out and have like medication or like their like prescription glasses in there and like we had to like get them like we had to like go inside the ride and get them but luckily it doesn't take very long to do that so and we only really did that like if it was like for a medical reason or I would tell them, hey, we walk the ride every single night. So just go to City Hall. When the park closes, then we'll have your stuff there for you. Mm. Okay, easy enough. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that does make it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So um, this this is kind of a question I was curious about. Um, for me, personally, on numerous occasions when I've been at Magic Kingdom... After happily ever after, a lot of people will want to go right to Space Mountain, mm-hmm. but it's it's happened on numerous occasions where like um, there will be cast members outside saying that the ride is temporarily closed. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Is it actually like shut down because of issues, or were you guys kind of just told to say that so there isn't a ton of people rushing to get on near park closing? Usually, if we're out there, like standing out there like telling people we're closed we usually are closed because our leaders like really stressed upon like how people pay so much to like come to the park so like if we're open like we like no matter how like busy the crowds are like how people are going to run to us like we need to like stay open um Mm -hmm. the only times that really happened were if we were having technical problems and like we knew like say like happy rapture was at nine and ended at like 9 20 or whatever but the park closed at 10 and we knew we would open by like 9 45 ish we would honestly stay closed because if people knew we were open at 9 45 like we would never get out of work on time because so many people would run to us and we'd be like way past park close which is just what no one wants because then everyone has to stay later so that's like the only time that really ever happened okay i guess that makes that makes sense i just i didn't know because it's happened on a couple of occasions to me so. yeah sure. i know we always every time it goes like Anytime we go down before fireworks, we're like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? Because if we knew, like, how many people would run to us afterwards, and, like, that's mm-hmm. ruin everyone's vacation at that point. Um, so I guess we could just uh, move on into uh, Animal Kingdom parking. So we don't have too much to talk about. We, we just have a couple questions yeah, because uh, on it. 
we had we had Daniel on one of our first guests actually. But um, if you haven't checked out his episode, his is all about uh, parking cast okay. member. Yeah. So we wanted to ask you more of the Space Mountain Tomorrowland Speedway. Yeah. Questions. So just we just have two yeah. questions for this. So uh, did you enjoy doing the spieling? Um, not gonna lie, I was not the biggest fan of it. I honestly was terrified because working at Speedway and Space Mountain, I really didn't have to spiel a lot. And it was great. I just really didn't want to spiel to people. And so at first I was like nervous. Like I was that typical cast member that just like said what I had to say, had no jokes, nothing. But then by the end of it, I like warmed up to everything. And like I had like my corny tram jokes or whatever. But at huh. first I hated it. I literally hated it. Hmm. What what were maybe one or two jokes that you had that you liked? You know, there's the giraffe sections. You'd be like, "Oh, guys, like we're headed to like the longest neck of our journey," and everyone would be like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> like, "Oh, we're in the giraffe section." Like, you know, like corny Classic. little stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any funny stories of um, guests? Anything that Generation. they've done? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you would run into those guests that would just not know where they parked at all and you're like oh hey like what time did you get here at in the morning they're like we don't know because like we anytime we would like park a row in the morning the coordinators write down what row we park in so if someone comes up and is like hey we parked our car at 8 30 this morning like do you know where we parked we're like oh you parked in dinosaur or whatever mm-hmm. so a lot of guests would just be like yeah we have no idea where we parked and i'm like okay what time did you get here at they're like we don't know and i'm like i can't help you if you have no information for me um or people would keep their cars running like they would just leave their car running all day long really in the parking lot yeah that happened like three times and i only worked there for oh two months gosh. so it happened i feel like that's kind of a basic basic knowledge just yeah. to turn your car off but you know uh, so kind of wrapping things up here uh is there any magic moments that you want to share with us that you're able to make a, just across all your roles um any place that you worked? Um, at Speedway, it was really cool because not a lot of people liked that attraction and a lot of people complained once they got off, but you always got those handful of kids that, like, those little boys that were, like, super into, like, Lightning McQueen or, like, cars or whatever, and um, Speedway actually has these paper licenses that you can give out, so I would always keep them in my pocket, and, like, if there was, like, a cute little boy that was, like, excited to drive the race car, like... I would give him, like, a license and, like, write his name and, like, um, the date on the back of it. And, you know, that was, like, a really cool magical moment I could make. Or around the holidays, like, it was super busy. So I would find, like, a family, like, in the standby line and would pull them out of the standby line and give each kid a license and then would let the – like, I would let them do, like, the VIP section, like, onto the ride, which was cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's That's really cool. We always love hearing the – uh, magic moments. It's just stories. cool because it's like it's so unique to Disney. That you can just do things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And especially when it's a ride that not a people like not a lot of people enjoy. Like you know, it's not like your typical like you know roller coaster, Space Mountain, whatever. So it was it was like rewarding in the end when you had those families that just adored and loved the ride just as much as you did um, to make those moments for them. Yeah, definitely. And working uh, after working at Disney, I. I won't name where I worked, but it was at a kind of like a place people would go for fun as a trampoline park um, that I worked at. And obviously you got to get the socks there and um, kids are going to outgrow socks and stuff like that. So people would come and be like, uh, could we get 
different socks because my kid like outgrew these and whatnot. And I was so used to just I wanted to just be like, yeah, here you go, like here's a new pair because at Disney like they would they they, they wouldn't yeah. care. They'd be like, they yeah, that's awesome. Out of it. But yeah. then like, but they were so strict on me about not doing that, and I it was kind of just disappointing to me because it made our customers sad and like yeah that they had to buy new stuff. So now on to our Instagram investigation. So we uh, took a look at your Instagram, and so if you guys want to follow along while we are asking these questions, um, her. Correct me if I got this wrong, but her Instagram username is Emily Shallow. Yeah, right. E M I L Y S H A L L O. So go give her a follow. Check out um, her Instagram and you can see what pictures we're talking about. So going right into it, I always start at the older pictures and go and up. Work our way back up. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I saw that. Um, you were not the greatest of ice skater, but that was four years ago. Yeah. Have you gotten Have you gotten any better since then? Um, you know, I wish I could say that I have, but unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't. I'm just as bad as I was four years ago. So now, here's here's the follow up question: Is Cam a good ice skater? See, we haven't gone ice skating yet, so I don't know. Ooh, come on, Cam. We should have told him to do that. I know yeah. he probably is. I mean, not gonna lie, I bet he's better than me, but we haven't. <laughs> No, no. So I also saw a few pictures of the um, Princess of Tides boutique. Yeah. Um, and we saw that you were able to dress up as a princess a couple times. So what all? What all does that entail? Like, what? What is the Princess of Tides boutique? So that's where I worked in high school. Um, I basically lived there. It was that's where kind of where I told Disney all my merchandise experience too. Is because at first I started out like they. The first part of the store was merchandise, and we had, you know, the princess dresses, all the Disney stuff, American Girl doll clothes, and then the back of the store is where we threw birthday parties. So I started out throwing birthday parties and, you know, dressed up like a princess or whatever, and then once I got older in high school, I just started becoming merchandise, and I ran, like, the front part of the merchandise store. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty exciting, honestly. Yeah. Um, another picture I saw was that, uh, you were in an ice cream war. So what, I mean, obviously you can kind of tell what it is from the name, but how, or how did it work and what was it for, I guess? So in high school, I was a part of Young Life. Um, that's, mm-hmm. I think it's across the United States. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. every year, um, at the end of the school year, we would just have an ice cream war and like literally we did... Like, they had, like, random events you would do with ice cream, and you would just really throw ice cream at people, throw whipped cream, chocolate sauce. I mean, by the end of the night, like, I was covered in ice cream and chocolate sauce and all of that. Oh, yeah. that I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I bet. So, uh, another thing I saw was that you've been to a couple Hootie and the Blowfish concerts. Um, are you excited that they're back together? Yeah, so I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, okay. um, and Hootie and the Blowfish um, came together at University of South Carolina, which is only like two and a half hours from me, and Darius Rucker lives in Mount Pleasant, and like in Charleston, so they always, every year, would hold 
the annual like Hooting the Blowfish concert. So that was like the Charleston tradition is like to go see them play. But I unfortunately did not get to see them play when they came back to South Carolina. But I am very excited they're back together because I love their songs. It's just cool how they're all from Charleston. Yeah, that yeah, is that's really is, cool. That's awesome. Um, so our final little segment. Um, oh, I skipped a question. Sorry, yeah, Phil. One more. <laughs> so we, we wanted to know, how did you and Cam meet? What Was it at Disney? Um, it was. Kind of a funny story. Um. I, he might get mad at me for telling all of this, uh, but whatever. Um, so we both went out to Ibar on a Wednesday night, you know, like every DCP uh, person does. And we never talked to each other there. We just kind of saw each other and just like saw each other and like that was it. Um, and then the next, like that night, I followed him on Instagram because I knew one of his friends. And so then. The next day, he messaged me on Instagram because he realized, like, I was the girl from the bar that night. And then, mm. and then on out. And awesome. Then there it went. That's yeah. cool. Really cool. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. We, we really enjoyed having him on. So, uh, I know we talked about having him on again when he uh, gets his job back going again at Disney, which will be yeah. a lot of fun. <clears throat> so, we'll go into our last segment now. I didn't cut Phil off. Um, yeah. So. Geez. <laughs> um, I'm sure you probably know, but uh, we'll have you in no order name your top three Disney movies. Alrighty. Um, let's see. Aladdin, um, Toy Story, and uh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, oh, okay. So, was that this? I think that was yeah, the same sh- as Cam's. Yeah, you, sh- you share the same movies with, with Cam. Yeah. I'm almost positive those are the same exact movies. Wait, our guest yeah, yesterday said Princess and the Frog. I think. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but goofed and forgot all of whatever <laughs> movies there were. Um, so did you see the new Aladdin movie? I did. I loved it. Um, there were a couple songs that I was not a fan of, like the one, like. The ones they added that weren't the original songs, I really wasn't the biggest fan of. But overall, okay. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. That um, I thought it was great too. And uh, Mitch, one of our previous guests, um, he kind of mentioned how "Speechless" was a good song, but it was kind of just thrown in there, like right yeah. in the middle of like the climax. It was super random. I was like, "What is going on right now?" <laughs> it was pretty random. So, what is your favorite Disney character? Jasmine. She is. Yeah. So would you be your favorite princess too? Yeah, between Jasmine and Rapunzel. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rapunzel's Rapunzel's a, Rapunzel, Rapunzel is a popular Yeah, she's, she's been a popular princess on the podcast. Um, so then, do you have two songs you like? Two Disney songs you like? Um, well, if Happily Ever After counts, then yes, because I'll listen to that any day, every day. Um, but, um, I Can Go the Distance is a good one, too. Or, Back at Hercules. Yep. Or anything from The Lion King, too. Any of those Lion King songs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lion King's a really good album. Mm Mm-hmm, it is. I'll look up the whole Happily Ever After like soundtrack for the fireworks show and just listen to it in the car. Yeah, but it's it, smart. I, I wish it was on like, music. But 
Yeah, I have to look it up on YouTube. Mm. Woe is me. <laughs> um, and so our favorite question: um, Do you have a, a ride that you think has the best queue? Uh, whether that means uh, the best looking queue, uh, the easiest to sit there—I mean, stand through. Uh, however, you determine it, the best queue. Let's see. So I do like Flight of Passages, not going to lie. I mean, it's a great queue, but I really love Toy Story Mania's. Um, not if you go through Fast Pass. If you go through Fast Pass, it's kind of boring. You can't really see everything. But there have been a couple times where I've gone through Standby, and it's just kind of cool, like, the little Disney things that they put into, like, the games. Um, and then there's also, like, the animatronic of Mr. Potato Head, which is really cool to, like, you get to watch him, and there's actually a cast member standing behind the curtain, so, like, everything that he says, like, isn't, it's not repetitive, like, they can change it up to, like, the cer- like a certain person standing in, like, the line, which is really cool. So, I think that's, that, really that's cool. one of my issues. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, so, I, yeah, I guess that'll, that'll kind of wrap up, uh, today's episode. Yeah. So, uh. We just wanted to thank you for being on, and we wanted to, again, make sure you give her a follow at Emily Shallow. Yep. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Maybe maybe our next time next time we could get you and Cam on the same episode. Definitely. Uh, I'm trying to come back to Disney, too, so we'll be back not doing the long distance anymore, hopefully. So. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, again, make sure you give Emily a follow. Uh, give Cam a follow while you're there. And um, give us a follow if you want. Uh, We're Cast Conversations, and uh, we hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye, guys.